Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we are coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Now, the Exxon is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And there are so many strange and wonderful things that happen in this great world of ours day after day. And here in the Exxon, we investigate, we interview, and we entertain. My guest this hour from the beautiful state of Florida is Steve Alton. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and we're talking to Steve about his new book out today called Vostok. And Steve Alton, welcome back to the Exxon. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure. Now, your new book, tell us about it. Well, Vostok is uh, actually the sequel to The Lock, which came out back in 2005. And um, involves the same characters, but a, di a totally different lake. Lake Vostok is located in East Antarctica, the coldest place on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's actually a liquid lake that's buried beneath two and a half miles of ice. And it's never been touched before. It's 15 million years old. We think there's some type of life forms down there. And uh, in Vostok, three scientists are going to venture down in a torpedo-shaped submarine uh, that's uh, equipped with lasers. Uh, actual lasers that were um, uh, being, are the ones that are going to be used on Europa to access that ocean. And um, the three scientists go down into Lake Vostok and they discover a number of things. And one of the things they discover that's actually um, uh, a fact about Vostok is an, a magnetic anomaly that's uh, incredibly powerful that we think could be an extraterrestrial ship. Now, a lot of your research that you did for Vostok was with Dr. Greer. Tell us about Dr. Greer. Well, I, I was fortunate enough to get to know Dr. Greer a few years ago. Uh, our relationship sort of began when I wrote the uh, sequel to uh, the Domain series, uh, Phobos, Mind Fear. And uh, there was an extraterrestrial element in Phobos, and I had uh, done some research on the, dis dis uh, the, uh, the Disclosure Project, mm -hmm. which is... Uh, an event that Dr. Greer hosted back in 2001. And I wrote to him and asked him permission to use some of the excerpts from uh, the Disclosure Project, and he was kind enough to allow me to do it. And I sent his wife and uh, Stephen a final copy of the book, and his wife was enamored with the book. And, and uh, I got a call a couple years ago, back in 2013, uh, from Dr. Greer, and he said he would be in Florida in December of 2013, and would I like to meet? And so I absolutely agreed to do that, and, and our wives and us were going to have dinner together on a Tuesday night. And the Saturday night, before we were supposed to meet, two days before we were supposed to meet, uh, an incredible thing happened. My wife and I were driving home from the movies. It was about 11 o'clock at night. The skies were clear. And, and looking up in the sky, we saw lights in staggered pairs, amber lights, moving across the sky. And... It was incredible. I pulled the car over, we got out, we, and we stood there looking at these lights mm -hmm. as they were moving slowly across the sky about 500 feet overhead, and we watched them as they disappeared into the ether. We'd never seen anything like that before. We didn't even know if we should tell anybody. We felt sort of crazy watching these things. And two days later, we met for dinner with Stephen and his wife. And he said, you know, that's not an unusual thing to happen before people meet me because uh, making contact with extraterrestrial intelligence is all about consciousness so they were probably testing your consciousness a little bit and uh, we hit it off and came up with some ideas um, on how to help each other out and uh, a couple months later I spent about 20 hours with him over a two-day period doing interviews 
Uh, and he gave me a lot of information that is all unfiltered and, and put into Vostok, which is really incredible information and scary information, but, but it is the truth. Before working on Vostok, were you a believer? I was skeptical before I saw the lights myself, mm -hmm. um, but I watched the Disclosure Project, and the Disclosure Project is pretty powerful testimonials. And it's hard to be skeptical after you watch that. But after seeing the lights and then talking to Dr. Greer, I'm no longer skeptical. And in January of this past year, uh, January 2015, uh, Stephen invited me out to uh, one of his Close Encounter 5 uh, sessions, which is a week-long session. He had about 25 other guests with him. And we were in uh, Vero Beach, Florida. And uh, again on a Tuesday night, um, about 9, 10 at night, uh, lights came up over the ocean in front of us that were amazing, the, these incredible orange lights. First one phased in and then the other, and they appeared for about five minutes and then they phased out. And uh, we had photographers out there with night vision cameras and night vision video cameras and got everything on tape and put it on YouTube, and it, it was an incredible contact experience. All right, Steve, please stand by. You and I have to take our break. Exxon Nation, Steve Alton is our special guest this hour. And Steve and I will be back on the other side of this break talking more about his brand new book, Vostok, here on the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always listen to the Exxon Radio Show at www.exxonradiotv.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. Joining me from the beautiful state of Florida this hour is Steve Alton. He's the author of Vostok, and Steve's website is stevealton.com, and Vostok is available at all bookstores as well as online stores. All right, Steve, take us back to the time you're looking over the scene. You see all these different lights that are just, uh, you know, they're just there. What did you think at that very moment? You, the time when my wife and I were looking into the sky? No, when you were with Dr. Greer and a, and a group of people. Um, it was amazing. It was, uh, I felt that uh, very humbled by it, very honored by uh, extraterrestrials reaching out to make contact with us. We had had a, a number of other different situations that had occurred. That was the big mm -hmm. one. Um, but uh, using remote viewing techniques, I had seen something moving through uh, my vision and, and opened my eyes just in time to see something passing through. Uh, had a few other contact experiences, but um, that was a big one, and that was very humbling. So did your contact experiences only start with your connection with Dr. Greer, or were you having them before? Uh, they had, I never had any kind of contact information or experiences before. Uh, until two days before I was supposed to meet with Dr. Greer. Now, when you say contact, have you actually seen these extraterrestrial visitors, or is it just the, the lights? Is it just the something of a fleeting moment that you catch in your vision? Well, the, the lights that we saw two days before my wife and I were supposed to meet with Dr. Greer and his wife, mm -hmm. those were lights from ships. I mean, you can see the lights moving by in staggered pairs, but you can see the form of a ship moving above the light. And uh, it was very quiet and it was very um, moving very steady. Uh, it was not any type of, uh, you know, earth ship. 
at all. And we saw them actually disappear into the vapor, into the ether, as I said, uh, into and, uh, what was I learned later was a higher transdimensional uh, space. Why do you think so many people in today's society don't see these ships and bring it to a point where the the fact of UFOs, extraterrestrials, cannot be denied by the governments of the world. I think, like Dr. Greer said, it has to do with consciousness and a desire to make contact. Um, they're out there. They're they're here. Uh, they're in a different trans dimension, uh, but they come out if the consciousness is right, if if, if the desire and the, the heart is in the right place. Um, and. And uh, Vostok gets into a lot of details that Dr. Greer shared with me about how contact first started, how situations first began, and you know we've heard a lot about New Mexico mm -hmm. and, and uh, the situation in 1947 when two of them were shot down, and and uh, the book gets into all that history and, and reveals a lot of different facts that people don't know about uh, extraterrestrials. All right, let's say there's a group of people standing on a beach. Half the group isn't aware of this consciousness and the other half is. Does that mean only half the people would see these UFOs? No, I, I think that's at the discretion of the extraterrestrials if they want to make contact or not. You know, if there's uh, uh, harbingers of, of uh, bad experiences mm -hmm. within the group, uh, then they may not show themselves. If, if they, but uh, Dr. Greer is pretty good about uh, weeding people out who aren't, aren't really of the right consciousness. What is the right consciousness? I think it's uh, an open mind and an uh, 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 attitude of peace uh, that we want to make contact with these uh, other beings and, and uh, uh, there's not any kind of uh, violence or threat on our part. Violence or threat? How would they interpret violence or threat? If you're on a beach and they're in the sky, how can you be a, a threat to them? Well, uh, for one thing, uh, two minutes after they disappeared, mm -hmm. Uh, there were jet fighters in the area. So the jet fighters are attuned to what they're doing as well. So that, that's a threat. Uh, if, there's a, if there's a threat of jet fighters or other um, weapons around it, they're not going to come out. Uh, there's self-preservation, you know, and we want that for them as well. So what do you think their, their mission is here? Well, I'm not going to, you know, there's different species, and I, I think... Ultimately, it's one of peace as mm -hmm. uh, diplomats of, of uh, trying to warn us off of some of the things that we're doing. Uh, the, um, their first appearances um, that were documented happened, uh, you know, during World War II and right after World War II and, and the testing of nuclear bombs. And I think it, we're sort of like uh, uh, dangerous teenagers playing with fire and gasoline. Mm -hmm. All right, Steve, please stand by. Exxon Nation, Steve Alton is my special guest on tonight's Exxon TV show. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Steve Alton is the New York Times bestselling author of Vostok, and it's available online as well as all major brick-and-mortar bookstores. His website, www.stevealton.com. Don't forget, you can always listen to the X-Zone radio show, 724-365 at www.xzoneradiotv.com. And check out our website for the X-Zone TV show, that is, at www.xzonetv.com. We'll be back after this short break. Don't go away.
Welcome back, everyone. Steve Alton is our special guest, www.stevealton.com. He is the author of Vostok. It's available online and in all bookstores. Steve, looking at what has happened recently with John, Pod- uh, what is it? John Podesta, who came out and, and said that he regretted not basically blowing the lid off the UFO scenario in the United States. How does this affect society, and is this one step closer to disclosure? Well, I, I hope it's a step closer. Uh, Dr. Greer is the one who briefed John Podesta, who gave him the briefing for President Obama back in 2009, and uh, Dr. Greer also briefed uh, Clinton's people as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also um, shocked to see... Um, uh, William Colby uh, assassinated after Colby had decided to cooperate and, and provide not only technology but money to support the technology that could help us get off fossil fuels. And I, you know, that's part of Dr. Greer's mission is not just to let people know about extraterrestrial intelligence on how to communicate with them, but also to, to get us all fossil fuels with uh, clean energy, zero point energy technologies that have the government has refused to patent and has actually uh, black-shelved a lot of technologies that would, that would provide free energy to the world and in doing so change the, eco- the economy of the entire world, which is what uh, the powers that be don't want. Going back to the Roswell crash of 1947, a lot of people believe that the ET crafts have been brought to Area 51 and there's a lot of reverse engineering that has gone on since that crash. If that is the case, how come we're still using old-fashioned rocket technology. Why do we need to go to Mars if we in fact have this technology and if in fact there were two UFOs that crashed in Roswell and if in fact there is reverse engineering being committed at uh, Area 51? And Area 51 is an old area. Dr. Gurr gave me the names and and locations of the underground bases that uh, have been financed with tax money and out of complete control of the congressional you know, accountability, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're all listed in Vostok. Uh, to answer your question, though, it gets it gets back to the powers that be. Who is running the world right now? It's, is it the is it the United States? Is it the president of the United States? Is he really the most powerful man in the world? And the answer is no. It's it's actually a, a cabal that has sort of stemmed off of uh, uh, Majestic Twelve and uh, the pow- the most powerful banks in the world, and the, and who control the uh, major oil companies and who, are, who basically want to keep us on the system that we're on right now which is fossil fuels because that's where they make money that's where they garner their power from that's what um, finances the military industrial complex and they don't want us on clean free energy um, technologies or propulsion uh, systems that use zero point energy that could take us around the galaxy so are you saying, Steve, based on the information that you've gathered during your research for Vostok, that the only reason that the United States and other governments around the world are not releasing the information on ETs is because of the fuel? It's not governments. It's uh, a, a, a black ops government that uh, basically runs, thing and runs these technologies and has reverse engineered these technologies and are keeping them to themselves. The President of the United States, I mean Clinton tried to get this information out and he was warned off of it with Colby's assassination. Obama was warned off of it, warned away from it uh, about investigating it when he went to Oslo to accept his Nobel Peace Prize in 2009. 
uh, the powers that be. The Cabal shot off a, a satellite weapon, which was a scalar weapon that if you if you can actually look it up on YouTube, created this massive blue spiral in the mm -hmm. heavens. And uh, so we blamed it on the Russians testing a weapon. But that was a scalar weapon, and it was part of the technology that was reverse engineered from ETs. And, and that, was Clinton's, oh, that was Obama's warning that you better back off or we could take you out at any time. So the technology of the of the that Obama used, who was it? Who was it meant for? Was it meant for the ETs, or was it meant for other nations around the world? Obama didn't use it. it was used as a demonstration to Obama that uh, this group has the technology, and basically, the, any sitting president is as as ripe of a target as John F. Kennedy was. Are we talking about New World Order? Uh, I don't want to use those words. Uh, Dr. Greer uses the word cabal, and I agree with that. Um, you know, it's it's not a huge group of people, but it is a, a group of people that comprise the banks mm -hmm. and the uh, oil companies and um, the, the military-industrial complex. All right, Steve, stand by. We've got to take our final break for this edition of the Exxon. Steve Alton is our special guest this hour. He is the author of Vostok. It's uh, available online and at all bookstores. Steve's website is www.stevealton.com. Now, I'll be back on the other side of this brief break as we continue investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. And don't forget, you can always listen to us online for the X-Zone TV show. It's xzonetv.com and 724-365 for the X-Zone radio show at www.xzoneradiotv.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Steve Alton is my guest this episode of the Exxon TV show. His website is stevealton.com. He's the author of Vostok. Uh, first of all, Steve, congratulations on your new book. I love reading your books. They're filled with information, and they're the type of books you pick up and you just can't put down until that very last page, so congratulations. Um, well, let's talk about Meg just for a few minutes. Um, tell our audience about Meg. Well, Meg was my first book. It's a best-selling series about Carcharanon Megalodon, the 70-foot, 70,000-pound uh, prehistoric cousin of the great white shark. It had seven-inch teeth. Uh, this was the most, uh, uh, it was one of the most nastiest predator in the history of the world, mm -hmm. actually. Uh, if you can imagine a great white shark the size of a, a you know, a 14-wheeler uh, or 18-wheeler. Right. But, um, uh, we're hoping for a movie announcement soon about Meg and, and to, uh, as part of the 20th anniversary of, of my writing of the book, I actually rewrote the entire book and combined it with Meg Arjuns, which was a, uh, a never published prequel that came out as an ebook a few years ago. And we have this 20th anniversary edition on sale. We have only printed 5,000 copies of them. We're not, we're not selling them in bookstores. You can only get them from rebelpress.com or stevealton.com and uh, each book is individually numbered. It's a hardback and it's got 17 never seen before pictures uh, inside the uh, inside the book. Tremendous uh, artists uh, supplied them over the last 20 years and it's really a collector's item so I, I encourage your um, listeners to get it before we run out. You know I've got to say I can't believe it's been 20 years. 
I can't believe it's been wow. 20 years. <laughs> what do you, what do you, how do you feel when you look back and you see what has happened over the 20 years that, that since you first released Meg, and, and here it is 20 years later, and you're re-releasing it? How does that make you feel as an author? Uh, I'm honored to still be around <laughs> after 20 years of uh, being an author. Uh, um, Vostok is my 15th novel, and wow. uh, so I've lasted this long. And you and I go back uh, quite a few of those years. And, and uh, you know, it's if, if you would have told me it would have taken uh, 20 years for the movie to finally get done, I would have shaken my head and wondered how I made it through that time. But um, <laughs> hopefully, it, it, the writing began 20 years ago. The book was published uh, 18 years ago. So maybe by the 20th anniversary of the book coming out, We'll see the, the movie in, in uh, theaters. Steve, do you have any words of wisdom for any aspiring authors out there in the Exxon Nation? Uh, well, my advice is always never to write a book about what you know. Write it about what you like to read and then get the knowledge, get the information, do the research. Uh, because it's more important that the book is interesting mm -hmm. as a read than it is about what you know. What would Steve Alton say if a little green man came out of a UFO that was parked smack dab in the middle of the interstate. What would I say to the green man? Yep. <laughs> um, I'd probably ask Dr. Greer if it was a real green man or one of the uh, these fake aliens that they got that they use for these uh, to lure people into believing that extraterrestrials are bad and, and uh, um, so I'd check with him first. If he, if he said it was real, then I'd, yeah. you know, welcome. How, how many different species of extraterrestrials uh, does, do you and Dr. Greer believe that are actually visiting this planet? I have no way of knowing myself. No Dr. Greer might say a dozen or more. Um, it's hard to tell. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go out there and make a statement that I can't back up. So do you think that these visitors pose any threat to this planet or to humankind? No, I think we're the threat. I, I really do. I, I agree with Dr. Greer wholeheartedly mm -hmm. that if, if, you know, you have to understand that in order to be able to access zero-point energy and have these uh, type of ships that they do that can move in trans-dimensional space, um, you have to progress as a species to get rid of the violence. I mean, we're, there's different types of civilizations a type 1, type 2, and type 3, and we're a type 0 civilization. We're the lowest form of a civilization. We're still using fossil fuels. We're still fighting each other mm -hmm. as a species. In order to progress as a species up these the ladder of civilizations, you really have to become a peaceful people uh, or you're not going to survive. Tell me, Steve, do you think that we will see the, the acceptance, acknowledgement of our ET visitors in our lifetime? I hope so. I think a lot of people have already accepted that, but um, I think the more important question is, are we going to be able to uh, get out of control of the uh, of the oil oligarchs mm -hmm. and the banks and the, and the people who are making decisions that are leading us down the wrong path? I mean, the biggest threat that we have to our survival is not ETs, it's ourselves and climate change. And, you know, I just saw a program on Vice, a great program that exposes that uh, these climate change deniers are out there he's spending a lot of money the Koch brothers are spending a lot of money to convince people that it isn't happening and it is happening and it is affecting this world and and, and unless we get beyond that 
and stop politicizing this issue and get to real solutions, we're in big trouble. Steve Alton, as always, time with you goes by so fast. I want to thank you so much for joining us here in the X-Zone. Great talking to you. Congratulations on yet another book, and I can't wait until the next time you and I meet here in the X-Zone to talk about the Mayan prophecies. Exxon Nation, Steve Alton has been my guest to this hour. www.stevealton.com And whether you're a skeptic or a believer, the truth lies within you. So until the next time we meet here in the Exxon, from everyone here at the Exxon radio and TV show, to everyone out there, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now. <laughs>